Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I am here with my lovely wife, Lisa Bilyeu, who's been working very hard lately, because today we launched Women of Impact. We did, and we launched IT Comics. We did. Well, technically, that's been going forever, but we finally announced that Steve Aoki is the mystery man that is involved with this comic. If you know the DJ Steve Aoki, amazing, amazing guy, futurist, Fellow a sci-fi obsessed man, we connected on this, decided to do it together. He's just been an amazing collaborator. Him and his whole team, quite frankly, uh, have really, really, really been amazing. And so we finally announced his involvement today. I'm super excited. So the name of the comic is Neon Future, after yeah. his albums. And this is the thing that I've been, you know, in our episodes, been talking about, like, barely seeing you. Yep. And this is what you've been working on yeah, for... Forever, basically. Yes, indeed. Um, and today somehow has just collided, and it was one yeah. of those like I just love to talk about it because I'm sure that other people can relate. Where it's like, um, you know, both people are going at a million miles an hour, but yeah. when do you find time to actually connect and reconnect? And that was one thing we obviously knew was going to happen when we went on vacation: is that we would once we got back things would get crazy again right. and I think for me at least that was one reason why I really looked forward to the vacation um, and so today like has been insane like Women of Impact released comic book released um, two Impact Theory shoots and now a relationship theory oh, I'm just tired exa- exhausted saying it mm. so the question is Bill you when are we connecting well I mean that's it's funny that just puts me into like a straight logistical mindset and you have this really cute smile where um, that's like your yeah you solve the problem now <laughs> look uh, I mean that's very easy because we uh, my weekend won't be this crazy this weekend like last weekend was insanity mm-hmm. but this weekend won't be nearly as bad it would be bad because we have four episodes next week um, but it won't be as bad because I the um, like gun to the head deadlines for the comic are now coming to an end. We just finished coloring. Um, so yeah, so this weekend is the really nice, simple answer. But uh, it, maybe if I can raise it up a level and say, what do you do when you have conflicting goals? Because what I think about a lot in this, and, and I worry that I fall into maybe a different camp, which is, so what are your goals? What are you trying to do? Like I'm very unconflicted in my goals. But in terms of I'm spending the time on the projects because this is what I want to do. I want to get these off the ground. Like this is my obsession. Like when, um, And I don't want this show to become something that's only interesting to somebody that's in a relationship with somebody that's ultra like um, ambitious. 
but I will quickly say that I'm not conflicted about being ambitious. The reason mm -hmm. that I don't have kids is I don't want something pulling uh, me in the opposite direction. The reason that you and I founded the business together was I knew that that was the only way to protect the relationship because the relationship is my priority, but it's absolutely important to me to find, as Lisa Nichols would say, that harmony in my life, not balance, but the harmony in my life of, okay, I want to be with my wife. I want to protect my relationship as my number one priority, but at the same time, it is my greatest joy in life is to see how far I can push myself and to see what I can accomplish. And I, want, I really want people to hear that. The greatest joy of my life is going all in and really pushing myself. So I'm not waking up miserable. I'm not waking up crying myself to sleep. I'm not, um, you know, I don't have an ulcer. Like I'm having the time of my fucking life. Mm. It's just a lot of work. Mm. And but I want that. I like that. And for me, there's really something to that. And I think about working, like I want to get as smart as possible, learn as much as possible. And then I really want to work hard. And I also want to work long hours. And the reason I want to do that is that's how you win. Do you think that people don't explain that to their partners where you see, you know, one person that's really working really, really hard and then um, the other person's, let's say, um, nagging and they don't get to see them. Do you think yeah. that's just a miscommunication on how no. they're really, really? You, you really want to yeah. like advance class? I feel like whispering this because this know. is like the secret shit right here. Th this is the reality. Most people do not love what they do. There's enough weirdness mm. in it and I'll say because here's a key part of why what I'm doing now works for me and, and fills me with joy beyond measure. I've earned my way to CEO and there's no one left. No one gets to tell me anything. Mm. We're funding it ourselves. I don't have, I mean because we partnered with Aoki and his team like there is some of that and thankfully they're just extraordinary collaborators. If they were bad collaborators or I worked for someone else, this might be an entirely different picture. Mm. But because I work for myself, I'm funding everything myself, <clears throat> it is very easy for me to work as hard as I work, to push as hard as I push, because I'm not answering to anyone. So if I wanna stop, I'll fucking stop. Right, but if you're in a relationship where there's that conflict. Right, so I was, there's another step to this. Okay. So that's like the, the base layer is understanding that autonomy is a huge thing for me and I have autonomy to express myself creatively and solve business problems creatively, all of which I really, really enjoy. So there's no conflict. Now, when you work for somebody, maybe you love the project, maybe you're really excited, you're ambitious, you want to work hard, you want to go places, but your boss is a dick, or the, the idea that you really love, that you really thought would make the project special, got killed. And because you didn't get to control that, there's just now some level of dissonance. And so it's not this pure, beautiful experience like it is for me. So now that creates that first bit of... I kind of want to just hang out with my wife right now. I don't want to keep working on this. That great idea got shut down. I really need time to just like deal with that emotionally to, you know, be upset about it or whatever. But they can't. They've got to keep pushing because there's a boss that has expectations. And so they want to do it, but like it's not pure emotionally. It's not just great. There's this other hardship and maybe the boss is like being a little disrespectful and not like they're not, their ideas aren't quite getting across the way that they want. And... Uh, or another person in the division like said something to them and they haven't done the work of like getting their mindset to the place where like they're not threatened by other people because they really believe in their ability to grow and learn. Like part of my thing is I never feel dominated by somebody else because even if they're better than me, I feel like I can get better. So all of that because I can see by your face, I'm, I'm not bringing confused. it home. Yeah. So 
what happens is there you get the the dissonance of the experience so it's pleasure and pain mm-hmm. so part of you wants to just be with your partner part of you wants to be doing the work then your partner wants you to be with them but the part of them that wants to be doing the work like resents that you want to be with them even though part of them wants to be with you and so they start sketching out and they have a conflicting goals and so conflicting goals is probably the easiest way, although it does not actually capture the reality of what's going on inside the human, but to say that they have conflicting goals. There's something super weird about how <clears throat> in one breath they could want to be with you and lamenting against their boss for dragging them away from you. And then in the next second, if you make a demand of them, then they're going to resent you because they need to be doing the same for their boss. It's like really mm-hmm. weird. And that's what happens when people have conflicting goals. So... You and I have been very careful because not ever being in a position of conflicting goals is one of my biggest obsessions. You and I have been very careful about making sure that we organize our lives in such a way that we don't run into that. But you run into it first. So you'll start resenting how much time I'm spending on the project, the business, the whatever, before I do. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know if I resent... I don't really resent it. What is that emotion that I feel... It's more like I don't like I don't outwardly point and blame something. I almost just feel a bit of a loss. If that makes any sense. Sure, but it ultimately will if like, if we leave it unaddressed as a couple, it ultimately becomes um, frustration, animosity, resentment. But like for instance, I would never turn to you and say like, "Oh, that fucking comic book again," right? Like I would never, even if it's the comic book that's taken you away from me, I would never point at that and say it's that. No, but you would say at some point this relationship requires face time where we're totally engaged, just working on each other. So I get that you have deadlines, but at some point you really have to live up to the relationship is your biggest priority, right? right? So. It, like, it's a one-way street to but that. But like, people, I think, will blame something. So, for instance, like, oh, it's your friends, right? Like, your fucking friends, you're going to see them again. Or it's bloody work again. You know, whatever it is. It's almost easy to point at something, but really it's not addressing the person and why they're ignoring or neglecting their partner and choosing to, and you're nodding ferociously right now, right? Like, they're choosing to... I'm nodding conflictedly oh, oh. because you're, you're, like, so close it's the T versus feeling disrespected. Hmm. So what ends up happening is people aren't addressing the real issue, the real thing that's causing them concern, probably because they don't understand it. Most people wouldn't be able to break apart. I'm getting this pressure from my boss and I don't like my lack of autonomy and you know, I don't yet have the skill set to be the number one and that really bothers me and I resent that my parents made me study that at school so I'm four years behind this guy and I really should have been, Right. right? And it becomes this inner just messy web of like upsets and hurts and slights. Right. Belief system ultimately becomes the solution to all of it, but they need the awareness to untangle all of that stuff mm. to really figure out what's bothering them. So the, when Lisa and I say the tea, what we're talking about is the probably the biggest argument we ever had was over a cup of tea. And finally, after like three hours and almost losing a beautiful weekend, we finally realized the argument isn't about the tea. The argument is about two different things. I felt that you weren't appreciating the time that I was taking off and you didn't feel like I cared about what you really wanted. And so that once we started talking about that and I could actually articulate, hey, when I take time off work, which I never do, when I spend money on this hotel room, which we were broke at the time, so like we never did, I want, it is a, an 
a base assumption of mine, a value system of mine that you check in. Like if check-ins at noon, you're there at 11.59 waiting Mm -hmm. to check in because otherwise every minute that you're not using the hotel room is a wasted like prorated amount of that, you know, 24-hour period. So, but I had never articulated that. So for you it was, well, the whole idea of going, having to be going to Santa Barbara, the whole idea of going to Santa Barbara was to relax and to spend quality time together and nothing is more fun and exciting and relaxing for me than having a cup of tea before we leave and waking up slow and taking your time mm-hmm. in the morning and all that rush, rush, rush that we do like to stop doing that for this day that we're going to spend together and you know, go to this beautiful location. But you didn't articulate that to me. Right. You were just like, So I we want just my started tea. arguing about tea. And I was like, what do you mean you want your tea? Like, yeah. we got to go. Yeah. You're like, why would we have to go? Like, there's no reason to rush off. And in that moment, if I had said, oh, I'm so sorry, I actually have a base assumption that the right way to do the weekend is to maximize every minute of the hotel. And then you could say, oh, I actually have a different base assumption, a different value system, which is that the whole point of this is to create a a relaxed environment. So the hotel is actually um, a goal that leads to something. It is not, it's a, a means goal as um, Vishen Lakiani would say it's a means goal and not an ends goal. Mm. And the ends goal is the cup of tea. And then I could have been like, oh, okay, I totally That's get actually a good at. way of phrasing it. Like, what's your base assumption in that moment right. to kind of like break that down? And what we do instead of actually saying that, we just say, is this the tea moment? Right. Right. Like, if we disagree. We're talking about the tea right now. Yeah, we're talking about the tea. And that kind of almost immediately gives us context. Um, and it's actually kind of easy. To, it's, not easy, but it's easier to have a reference like that that you can just point to instead of going, well, hang on a minute. Now you're talking about, right? Like, can you, that can actually almost lead to more danger in the argument mm. in that heated moment. But just saying like, are we having the tea moment right now? And it kind of just breaks it and go, okay, hang on, maybe we are. And see it from each other's perspectives. Word. There was something actually that you said about, um, so being like figuring out what the fundamental problem was, I, I think, I don't know if I told you this actually, I was interviewed for a podcast the other day and they asked me, it was two girls, and they actually asked me um, how I feel about like why I would never check your texts because they heard oh, I did so a post or something. Did mm. I tell you about this? By the way, I have 76 right now. Would you like to check them for texts? me? 76 texts, no, thank you. Because <laughs> um, if you could get through them, that'd be amazing. Yeah, no thanks. Um, but basically they said, because I'd stated, like, if I ever thought you were cheating on me, like, I, I, I would never check your texts. And mm. these are two women who have both been cheated on and divorced because of it. Mm. So, I think we did talk about this yeah. before. It's so interesting, oh. though. Keep so going. they basically said to me, um, why wouldn't you? And I mm. explained that, look, I think ultimately the moment you get to the point where you feel like you have to check his texts is the moment that there's a red flag. Yeah, you've already like got Something's a wrong. Yeah. So whether it's your insecurity, maybe it's something that they're doing that's making you feel insecure. So, okay, you have to address what they're doing. Maybe it's something else in your life. Like, is am I feeling insecure at work? So now I'm bringing it to my relationship. Right. But if I really thought that you were cheating on me, like I would address that immediately or if I was, you know, had a tendency to check your texts. Right. Um, it seems kind of random thought now, but there's something you said earlier that made me think about that. It's like you really need to address the real issue. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't live in a world where I'd have to check your texts or worry that. Yeah. So, all right. So let's actually get to a question, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So this is from Hasina Brookham. And you're stealing my coffee. Yeah, I just want some of the fiddle. Um, 
how do you keep the communication consistent throughout the relationship, especially when you're moving at different paces? Well, that, so this all comes down to priorities. It all comes down to accepting that it's your value system, in our case, to have the relationship be the priority. So the second, and we're both very respectful of this and never abusive, but the second you said, if you were to say, like, hey, I need some of your time, mm -hmm. then I would just give it because I know that you're not abusive. You're not just doing that because, oh, there's nothing good on TV. You're doing that because you've really gotten to the point where now it's starting to be um, a negative in your life. That it's not just, oh, we don't have time. It's that I'm feeling disconnected, which is very different. And so then I would immediately give you my time. One is like a sincere sign that this isn't bullshit. Like for my own selfish sake, mm. I want to make sure that we're super connected. I'm not doing it for you. I'm not trying to appease you. Like <clears throat> if you're telling me that there is distance in the thing that I value most in this world, then I'm going to immediately address it. And likewise, if I'm feeling it, then I'm going to immediately speak up. Be again, for totally selfish reasons. Because I want to feel that like connection again. Yeah, I think speaking about, about your needs is very important. The one thing actually that we've done in the past is like sit down and say, what do I need from you and what do you need from me? And then almost going through and say, I don't know if that's possible. Like, I, like if I said, hey, I need you know, or a date night three times a week. Mm -hmm. um, I can't even remember what we actually did discuss specifically. I wish I could. But you, I remember saying like, I, I can't promise that. Like, I don't know if I can deliver on that. And I think that is so important to have those discussions because being truthful like that then set me up for success. Because if I'm like sitting there going, okay, well, I need you, your time here and I need you then you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're thinking, okay, when it comes up, how do I get out of it? I'm going to feel that. I'm going right. to feel the, hang on a minute, you just said that you wanted to and now you're not delivering so almost having that upfront discussion and we've had that and just been together for so long now where we now figure out okay um what are the needs how do we deliver and then sometimes just be honest with the other persons like i'm not able to do this in fact let's use a perfect example the other day you were so busy you asked me to cook for you and i said no um, and I was just honest because I knew that I'd just woken up and I was like, it was a Saturday morning and I really wanted like a relaxing morning, but you had a lot of work on and you asked me to, and I said no. And, um, I know that that for you was a little, um, I think it took you aback cause it was a weekend. You know thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I didn't know you were oh. looking for affirmation. Um, yes. And so then we discussed. Well, after actually, no. I, so it was the double whammy of, I never ask for anything. Mm. So. And like, let's take a second, dear listeners, like, and you strike me dead if I'm lying. I almost never ask for anything. That's true. So for me, it was, okay, I almost never ask. So if I ask, then it seemed self-evident to me that that meant something. And we've been together for 18 years. Right. And so for you to go, well, it's self-evident, I get it. Right. But, but that's so asinine right. and setting yourself up for failure and literally, I need to train myself to catch. Anytime it seems self-evident, then just immediately know no one's a mind reader. So it's self-evident to you, but they're just in a different frame of reference. Maybe with, you know, if you set up the question in a certain way, it would become self-evident. It's not like they're totally oblivious. But for whatever reason, in that moment, they're just not in that frame of reference. Mm -hmm. So I didn't help you get into the frame of reference. I didn't communicate that hey, I'm asking because I really need help right now. And so, yeah, that's why I was... 
And then afterwards, though, it was even surprising to us, and I don't know why it's surprising, because we really should know by now, but that you really don't know the other person like you think you always know him. Like, we've been together for 18 years. And I mean, even just sitting down for this shoot, this recording, we're 30 minutes late to record. And I text you saying, hey, babe, I need to eat my dinner. And for the listeners that know that I have health issues, I have to eat three hours before I go to bed. So if I go to bed at nine, I always need to make sure that I eat at six. And so my timing of my meals are very important. So I text you saying like, hey, I need to eat. I need to eat. I need to eat. And you came and you sat down and I said, did you not see my text message? And you said, babe, I've got like 75 text messages. No, I didn't. What was the problem? And I said, well, I just need to eat. And you said, well, why didn't you just eat before we rolled? And I said, I explained to you, I never eat before we roll. I always eat after because in case I get digestive issues. And you're like, wow, I've, I've never even noticed that. And I'm sitting here thinking, are you joking? I've done this for like the last year. So in my head, just today, just literally mm. before we started rolling, the same thing happened where I'm like, why isn't he paying attention? I need to eat the time's crunch time. And you didn't even realize it was a pattern. So instead of getting annoyed with your partner about not recognizing the pattern, it's like, okay, I just need to remind myself he doesn't see it. It's my duty to communicate that to you. So like with you, with the breakfast thing where you'd ask me and I'd said no, it's like, okay, just take ownership of it. Reframe how you say it. So right now, if I was to reframe, if I could literally rewind an hour, I would have texted you something different or I would have come to you and said, hey, babe, in case you don't realize I need to eat by this time because I need to be in bed by this time do you mind coming down so that we can shoot because I can't be late right giving you exactly the details that you need to then act accordingly so you can show me almost the response that I'm looking for and I think that that's where people get caught up is where you don't get the response that you need and so you get annoyed and you start butting heads instead of realizing wow I actually didn't communicate in the right way that I needed to because you assume that they're mind readers this comes from oh nope Pumehana Palma. Pumehana Palma? Yeah. Respect. Aloha, Tom and Lisa. At the beginning of this year, my husband left his cushy salaried position to start his own photography media company. Word. I've tried to share your resources, i.e. books, podcasts, interviews, etc., nice. that I know will more than benefit him and his business. But he insists that this stuff, quote unquote, <laughs> just doesn't motivate him the way it does me. I try to explain that it doesn't. it isn't about motivation. It's about learning the lessons from those who have gone before and have successfully navigated through entrepreneurship. Mm. We are surviving on my salary alone and resentment rears its ugly head when I know that Mm. I can't buy basic necessities for my three-year-old because we just can't afford it. How do I meet him with compassion and without judgment, knowing that he's not doing everything that he could be to make in his business work? How do I be the wife, partner and friend he needs while quieting my frustration with our situation? This is rad. What an amazing question. So this is exactly what you're going to do. So first of all, you guys have to define your value systems. You have to define, you have to come to an agreement on what is going to work. So basically, if you're running a business and you haven't got a code that says, I don't care if I'm right, I only care what the right answer is, it's you're already going to fail. 100%. It's not even a question. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. Every, every successful entrepreneur, every one of them realized that for them to succeed, they just had to get the right answer. Now, they may be liars. They may be just dirty, despicable people who take other people's ideas and pretend that they're their own. I'm not saying that people don't do that. I'm not saying it comes from a beautiful place. I'm just saying you don't succeed until you get to the point where you're, you actually figure the problem out. 
And so either the people who are like, no, it's always my idea and they've been successful. Well, it's because they're right. They've had the right ideas. But for the overwhelming number of people, it's the most of the right ideas, the right answers weren't theirs. And they had to be very open to getting the right idea. So his business will only be successful if he is right. So if he's saying, I'm not going to listen to other people, he's saying, I'm always right. One of two things is true. He's either so delusional that we have like absolute, like a terrifying reality to face, or he just hasn't taken the time to lay his value system down. So my real hope is that when they sit down and go, okay, does it make sense that you should be obsessed with the right answer over being right? Like, can we, like, I'm not attacking nothing. I, we're in this together, you and I, we're going to build this business. In fact, now that clicks something in my brain. So you and I, let's like what we would really do. So we would come up with rules. And if he's, if she says the following and he pushes back, it's out of insecurity. So if she says, I want to be your partner in this, not like I'm going to show up to the business every day, yeah. but I want to be really your partner. I want to help you think through so all cool. of this. Right. hundred percent. I'm going to support you in every conceivable way. So we need to lay out our value system about what our, our, in this sense, our belief system, what is going to make the business likely to succeed. Now, obviously we have a belief system that you guys can download and literally use, but if he's resistant to that, then you're just going to have to go one by one and get him to agree on fundamental things. And then once, like once you go through this exercise, you will either realize he's insecure and delusional, in which case you you just have a real problem and it's going to be ugly to try to get to the other side of it or going through the process is really going to clarify everybody's thinking. So, okay. Can we be obsessed with the right answer instead of being right? Yes. Okay, cool. So that means, or in fact, so we know that we're looking for the right answer. Next thing, are there experts out there that you trust? Yes. Are there experts out there that you trust that have done this very thing? Yes. Okay, cool. Who are they? They're this person. Great. Can we say that those two or three people, they're going to be the experts. And when we're not sure that we will lean on their expertise and we will follow them. And I'm assuming that these people are putting content out. I mean, these days people are really... It's, so, it's such an extraordinary time to be um, a entrepreneur. And so somebody like Chase Jarvis comes to mind if he's trying to do what sounds like what Chase has done very, very well. And Chase puts out just an immeasurable amount of content around this. So she doesn't care whether he listens to me. She just wants to make sure that he's listening to somebody. And that I think he's acting on it so that she feels like all the sacrifices she's making is actually worth it. thousand percent. One thousand percent. So if they lay that down and he's like, yes, you're right. We should always be focusing on what the right answer is. Yes, you're right. There are experts that I trust. And those experts are these two or three people. And okay, cool. Can we agree that it would be advantageous to set aside some time every day? Let's call it an hour, maybe two hours, three hours, whatever they agree makes the most sense. Some amount of time every day to education, to learning. Yes. Okay, great. So now... Like that very simple conversation, because imagine any one of those things was said, let's just go through them again and listen to how crazy it sounds when you say no. Can we agree that we should be obsessed with the right answer instead of being right? No, we can't. Okay, so wait, you, every idea has to be yours and you'd rather the wrong idea as long as it's yours? Yes. 
Okay, we're, now we're dealing with... But now with, what do you do? Imagine, okay, let's say well, that's scenario. Well, you really want to make this shit hard? Yeah. Then, then you have to have the hard conversation and say, that's completely illogical from just a success standpoint. You will not find a single credible influencer entrepreneur, not, not a single one, that will say that the make sure the answer is always yours no matter what, even if it's wrong. Okay. Never in all of human history will you hear a credible entrepreneur say that. So now, from her perspective, that's pretty easy to push back on and say, no one says that. Not a person. The universal principles of success define that you're looking for the right answer. Because can we agree that the market is only going to go in on what works? Even if it's terrible product but best marketing, so the marketing worked. It'll be a short-lived business, but I'll even give him that argument, even though I think it's stupid. But I'll give him the argument. You, yes, you could do that. But you'd have to be extraordinary at marketing. Product has to be better. Yes? Okay. Great. Sales has to be the best. Like, the market only goes with what works. Mm-hmm. So the best, the biggest businesses, I won't even say the best products, the biggest businesses were always the best at something. The best timing, maybe. Best product, maybe. The best marketing, maybe. The best sales, maybe. And maybe, almost always, it's all four. Mm-hmm. So no one ever bumbles and fumbles their so way to success. So you're just trying to like break it down so that he doesn't have a way There's nowhere to hide. To hide because yeah. like we're just dealing with truth. And the truth that I'm trying to get to come out, which we're, the issue has to be forced, and it will, here's the thing. I would know how to do this. This would be very easy to just ask very simple questions until they box themselves into a corner where they know they sound crazy. And they either have an emotional outburst or we have a breakthrough. But I think the one thing that we... So I actually agree with everything you said. But the problem is, is you're coming from it from a very business entrepreneurial sense. Now, Because I'm sorry, he's trying to be a what? Right. But bear with me. But the person that's asking is his wife. Right. It's the woman that's bearing the burden right now. So the one thing that I think that before you even get to that, you almost need to address like, okay, well, if you're running your business, what is the goal? Like, where do we want to be in a year? What are you seeing for the family? What are we doing this for? Are we doing it for our kid? Is it because we want to pay for college, right? Like almost having that emotional bond first and then saying, so now we're on the same page. Then ask your questions because if you're saying, no, I don't. I'd rather be right. We're like, okay, well, if you'd rather be right, like, I'm not going to push because this is how I would be. I wouldn't be like, yeah, but like, I don't know if I'd be able to argue with you like that. But I would be able to say, okay, sure, let's just live in a world that fine, you do what you want to do. Is that going to come back to achieving our goal? And if our goal that we just agreed on was to get our kid into college, do we really think that's going to happen with you being that type of mindset? you know having that type of mindset so always coming back to an agreed goal that you guys have collectively together as a family so that you know you can always come back to that genius super brilliant an amazing place to start and a wonderful example of not all ideas have to be mine they just have to be the right idea so if you do that and that moment right there is one of those where I'm excited that you had an even better thing that they should start with because that's like super empowering. Like, oh yeah, cool. I love that. Always start with goals. Yes, yes, yes. If people can get amped when somebody else has the better idea because if their obsessive goal is right idea instead of being right, Mm. like that exchange right there, I was just thinking, I can't wait for her to stop because I have so many kudos to give her. Like this is going to be so fun. (laughs) 
And once people get there, like, that's the rad place to be. Yeah, because I mean, even taking this example, because I, t- I really do understand how she's feeling, right? She really wants to be supportive to her husband. I want to always make you feel supportive. Right. And the one thing we've discussed is, in fact, this kind of thing where it's like, okay, worst case scenario. So even starting the comic book division, it's like all out of pocket. And so, you know, we lay down the kind of like, okay, how are we going to attack this? How much money are we going to put towards it? What are we going to do in a year if this hasn't, you know, done well? Like, what is that next step? What's the worst case scenario? Okay, worst case scenario is, okay, we lose X amount of money. All right, so do we have a time limit on it, right? Like having those kinds of discussions with your partner, I think for her could be very beneficial because once she kind of feels like, all right, we've put together almost like, KPIs, right? Like certain like um, pointers throughout the year. And you say, all right, within the next three months, can we agree together that this is where this company needs to be? I think for her, if she's put in and discussed that with him and had these goalposts to hit, if he, like, she can almost relax then when he's not reading, right? If he's playing video games, for instance, and he's just like, I just want a night off. Well, for her, she may be freaking out. Like, well, hang on a minute. Fuck, like, he's not reading these motivation books. He's not doing this. I've got this whole burden. And then I can imagine her getting frustrated that he's playing video games. But if, though, on the other hand, you've set these goalposts and you say, all right, in three months, we need to be earning this amount. Do we agree on this? Yes, great. Handshake. If he wants to go out with his mates, if he wants to go play video games, there's no, like, stress. It's like, cool, he can go do that. He, he knows the, t- the clock is ticking. We've made a part, you know, a partner's agreement, and so I think that that will help every aspect of their relationship, not just um, the specific work. Not listen to motivational stuff. Totally, and set just like agreements on how much time do we spend. Like, mm. what's a work week? Is a work week forty hours, sixty, eighty, a hundred, one twenty? Like, at some point. Does he get 10 hours a week to goof off and do whatever he wants? Like allocate the time. And it's just like spending money. Like there should be time in everybody's schedule. Even I have this, maybe not a lot right now, but even I have time where I get to do whatever I want. Like even outside the the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I can go stare at a wall if I want and no one gets to tell me anything different. Um, And so... As long as that time falls within that time, like there's nothing for her to be upset about because they budgeted out the time. And, you know, I mean, then you get into efficiency and how hard is he really working and like sincere grit and desire and all that. And that's a way whole nother complicated thing, um, which I love going down those rabbit holes um, because really getting into the mire and the muck of like calling with love and compassion truly. And I really mean that. But calling out when somebody is, and calling it out, I would ask questions so that it becomes self-evident without me having to say, you're being insecure about this. Calling out, what do you mean? Basically, I'll just play, I'll play out the standard thing that's going to happen. I don't know these two. I have no idea if this is what will happen for them, but I'll give you the standard. Part of why he wants to have his own company is because he's a little bit insecure and he doesn't like having bosses. And... Part of it is he's super excited and he really thinks he can do something. But part of him is scared that he won't be able to. So now he's got all that like excitement, insecurity, all it's whirling and swirling around. And he's trying and it's harder than he thought it was going to be. And like, oh, God, he's getting a little worried. Like, what have I gotten myself into? I'm dragging my family into this and I've got a kid. This is kind of scary. But I'm going to do it. I know I can do this. I got this. And then right then his wife walks in and he perceives her body language 
as frustration, disappointment, mm. um, whatever. And so she, all Not she says- Not meaning to kind of- Maybe, just, yeah. maybe yeah, yes, yeah, maybe no. Yeah. But she I says like something scenario. along the lines of, did you watch those motivational videos? And he hears, you're not good enough. You're going to fail. You better go learn from this other person over here who's amazing. And he's like, oh man, like she's more into this guy on YouTube than she believes in me. Like that's so hurtful. Like, Jesus, I just need some support. Like, fuck, I might as well be back at my job if, if I'm not going to have somebody that believes in me. And... It's not that she doesn't believe in him, but she wants her voice to be heard. Right. She's a partner in this. Mm -hmm. She's taking just as big of a risk as he is, and she's probably excited to offer her ideas and all of that. But part of why he wants to do this is he wants to see his ideas come to mm -hmm. fruition. He still loves the idea of when it was his idea and it was right. Like that moment of, I had an idea, I executed, it was right, it worked. Like there are few feelings for a guy, and I would assume for a woman as well, but I will just speak from my experience. There are few things cooler than going hunting and getting a kill. And I mean that metaphorically. Yeah. Like where you have a business idea, you implement it and it works like you're just giddy. But also there is that part of the partner, like I bet you, and because I would be like this for sure, and I'm about to give a great example that happened today. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like if you give advice, like imagine she shows him a video and he watches it and he's like, fuck, that changed my life. Baby, think you like, I can't believe like, where's this video been all my life? She feels good that she was able to bring value right. to the table. Yeah. And it's not saying you're less than, it's that look, I can bring value too. And the example I'm gonna give is your Instagram post that you did today. Mm. And so you don't often do things that are really close to your, like emotionally, like about your life. It's very like motivational. And I've been like trying to say to you, hey, you should do more about you, more yep. about you. So when you posted today about the comic book, I was so proud, A, and I was like, that, this looks great. And then there was one little note that I had about your copy that you wrote. And so I was like, do I tell him? Like, I really think this will help. But I don't want him to think that now he's gone and done this one post that I'm proud of, am I now taking away the goodness of it? You know, like, are you gonna turn around and be like, fuck, she's like, she just, it's just, what, what is the word you use? Um, not hounding me. Um, Micromanage? No, I don't know the word. But she's um, she's basically like got something, had an idea, and now she's like pushing the boundaries. It's like, right. look, I listened to you once, and anyway. So I had said to you, I, was like, I didn't know how to approach you. I was like, do I say it, do I not? And I was like, no, you should just tell him. But I didn't want to upset you, but I told you in a way. And you looked at me for a second, you let, like, you kind of waited for a second, you're like, okay, yeah. And so I was so proud, and I don't know if you were actually frustrated with me that I pointed out, no. um, but I definitely was like, it was a proud moment for me. So I think people, when they in partnerships and situations come up where they're trying to give advice, like partly, most, in fact, most of the time, it's not to try and bring the other person down. It's to see like, hey, I've got value too, and I yeah. can actually help. And if people can let their guards down, and not be defensive when someone, your partner's coming to you with a suggestion, instead of seeing it as a negative, see it as like, oh, this is constructive criticism, I'm gonna get better at it, and I'm gonna make them feel good too. I think it could be a win-win, it's just you gotta kinda get out of your own way, which is hard, I get it. So much truth in that. That's a capital T truth. Mm -hmm. all right. So, all right, well that's all we got that time is, for. That is, You've it. got a call, so we gotta go. Oh yeah, I do have a call, yeah. you're right. Wow, I completely forgot about that. Um, cool, well guys, thank you so much for joining us. And again, Women of Impact, 
launched today, which I am way, way, way excited about. I'm telling you guys are going to freak out on this one. Mm, uh, it's interviews by Lisa with incredibly powerful women. Amazing. Watch it on YouTube if you get down with YouTube because they've made me so jealous with this set. It looks absolutely beautiful. Which actually, that's really interesting because the other set that we've done, because it was a collaborative effort, every time I would do things, I would show you. And so I was kind of leading by... or. You know, I very openly say, I love it that you lead. You're the visionary of the company. So when I would have design things, I would show you. And you'd be like, no, no, no. You would, you know, so eventually the set is what it is. So down here, I was kind of like, I want to get fluffy white plants. Mm. And I didn't have to ask anyone. So I just went on an Amazon shopping spree, bought a ton of shit. And when you saw it, you're like, oh, I'm jealous. Why can't you do it for my set? And I was like, I tried to. So it was actually interesting that... I was quite proud that you felt like that. Yeah, I've got to right be honest. So. You guys made something so beautiful. I love it the most. Kind of it's not the right vibe for my show, obviously, yeah. but it's so beautiful. I think people are really going to get into it. And I think you're an amazing interviewer. So check it out. Women of Impact on YouTube, on Instagram. And if you're not following at Lisa Billy, you get on that shit. She makes me sweat. Her content is so good. Uh, and you know that's the truth. I'm not just hyping you up. Uh, I'm way into I your content. I do work very hard at my You do. IG too page. hard, I would say. But um, in terms of time allocated. But it really is amazing yeah. content. Uh, and then we launched, well, we announced today our official partnership with Steve, Steve Aoki, Aoki on yeah. Neon Future. I'm super amped. First issue drops October 4th. Join us at New York Comic Con if you're going to be there. Booth 236. And it's six. empowering comic books, storytelling, yes. parent stories. Um, but I, you're more bad hyped ass- on like really pushing that. And here's why I keep being resistant. Yeah. It's entertainment, boys and girls. You don't have to worry about the fact that we have only themes of empowerment. They're there. It's, I want to make sure that people understand this is not going to read like something preachy. It's a great story. Agreed. And full disclosure, it's R-rated. But it is a great story. And yes, definitively at its core, it, every story we ever tell will be about human transformation, human potential, all of that. But just know, you don't have to care about that to love the story. Um, it's just the only theme that I give a shit about enough to bet my fortune on. So that's why we'll always be dealing with it. All right, cool. That's enough. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be, be legendary. legendary. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.